0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Let's Talk About It. This is Susan Johnson, and my co-host, Dennis O'Brien, is running for office for the Willamannock Service District, so he can't be on the show today until after the election. But anyway, I know he's out there doing all kinds of great things for Wyndham, and I have a wonderful guest for you this evening, someone who is doing amazing work for our town. Uh, We have our superintendent of schools for Wyndham Public Schools, Tracy Youngberg. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so
1: much for having me, and hi, Dennis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Tracy, you have just done so many great things, and our school systems are are just generating all kinds of great uh, programs for our students. But the first thing I want to talk about is the progress that we're having on the Wyndham Public Schools Renovate is New uh, Project.
1: So I don't know if you've had a chance to come by the high school lately. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually just took the Board of Education members on a tour this past Saturday. It was our board retreat, so we took them on a tour, and they got to see the amazing progress um, we're a little over a year away from completing the project, but it actually looks like a school now. Um, and you can see in certain parts of the building, places where it, you can still see the old and the new at the same time. It is an amazing renovation. Um, we have almost all of the classrooms handed back over. They're still working on one section with the science labs and a number of classrooms in that area. But majority of our classrooms have been handed over to the high school, so we're able to use them. Still some temporary classrooms. Um, They still have the auxiliary gym to complete, but the the gymnasium is done. It's absolutely gorgeous. The cafeteria is done. Uh, The culinary, uh, the kitchen that the students use for the culinary program is complete, and they're actually starting to invite people in for special um, meals that they're creating because it's set up like a restaurant, so they can cook in the kitchen and then serve guests. It's really uh, amazing. Um, The auditorium has just been turned back over to us. Uh, Brand new space, uh, gorgeous seating, technology, new stage, um, everything is just, its really uh, gives you a sense of that renew, uh, you know, rejuvenate. Um, it's amazing to walk through and see what the tax dollars can do for the kids of Windham Public Schools.
0: Oh, thank you so much for that. You know, we're so excited because uh, Senator Flexer and I were able to obtain a 95% reimbursement for the entire, uh, you know, school. Renovate is new. And uh, we are not the kind of town that just renovates, uh, renovates, and renovates. This hasn't been done since 1960 when the school first opened. So, you know, we do wait a long time before we get to these things, and that was certainly well needed and uh, certainly a good time for it. We have the need for updating for our computer systems and our HVAC systems, uh, you know, given the fact that we've had these problems with COVID and just uh, any any type of uh, situation where you might have uh, things spread through the HVAC system. Uh, This is something that we're thrilled that we're able to get these things done.
1: I know that the town um, is very appreciative of the work that you and and uh, Senator Flexer have done on the reimbursement rate. It really does show your commitment to in Public Schools. Um, totally agree. Updates on technology, updates on HVAC, um, updates in general on just spaces for instruction that are more, you know, modern day and s- safety and security compliant. So it is just ex- an exciting project all around. We're very happy to, you know, to be sort of a part of it. It's, it's sometimes challenging living in the renovation as it's going on so i have to just give a shout out to the wyndham high school staff and students for their flexibility um, and their ability to sort of roll with the punches as things change Um, we also are working collaboratively with the construction team and it's just really been nice to watch and i honestly and truly i know you can't really measure this um, but i i feel like the students feel differently about being in the space than they did about the old high school like you can tell that they understand that the town has invested in them and that's a really important piece and that whole psychology game, you know, getting them to understand we believe in you, we've, they've invested in you. Now get out there and do the best you can. So.
0: You know, you know you raised that and that's really, really interesting when uh, Governor Lamont was back at the school last spring. Uh, I think that the students really appreciated the visit, but also I could sense a, a sense of optimism about the changes that were going on in school, about the ideas that they had for some of the renovations, that they were included in the discussion. All that was something that I think they really, really enjoyed, and I enjoyed seeing it very much.
1: Yeah, that was pretty powerful to listen to the students. Uh, All of our grade levels had representation, and that was really exciting to have them yeah. share with the governor <laughs> yeah how often
0: does a student get to do that or even a representative <laughs> right and then they all took selfies with him afterwards yes which we loved it so. was absolutely it was fabulous yeah. so get moving on to the great accomplishments for district-wide i mean your the district has just been amazing and you know one of the things i try to do as a member of the education committee at the capitol and certainly senator flexer also works on these issues uh, to make sure first of all that we finally are getting the education cost-sharing grant money that we're supposed to get for all the schools all over the state. So I think we'll be fully funded by 2025. And this is a very, very important uh, thing to all of us to make sure that everybody's on an equal footing in terms of the education cost-sharing grant, which was something that was required in two two cases. One in the 70s called Horton versus Mescal, and then another one in the 80s talking about Horton versus Mescal. Both cases said, "Hey, state, you got to do the right thing. The Constitution says so." And then it kind of like didn't get anywhere until the Connecticut Coalition for Justice and Education funding litigation occurred, and the legislature then took up the disparities that were reported in the through the depositions in that litigation, and uh, we were able to make a requirement that the state own up to the requirements constitutionally and in case law that we get our uh, formula uh, that is providing the, the coverage for every single state every single uh, district. So I'm very pleased about that, and I think maybe some of that has helped uh, with your district-wide accomplishments.
1: Absolutely, um, and we're we're always looking to make sure that every penny that the district is supposed to receive comes our way. Um, we do have some pretty significant challenges in Wyndham, um, and we're working hard um, to try to, you know, sort of get past some of the things that we know are challenges here, but we appreciate all the work that's being done on the legislative side to support us. Um, And absolutely, in terms of the investment, um, we have been able to do a number of things uh, in, in terms of staffing, you know, covering staffing or adding staffing, or making sure that we have. Um, certain specialists available to a, to address some of our students' needs. So we absolutely positively, positively are making every penny count.
0: I know you are. And so let's talk a little bit about the performance index, the DPI, uh, District Performance in- Index, uh, that increased in both English language arts and math. Which sure. is, those are crucial, right? I mean, that's a big
1: deal. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, the District Performance Index is the measurement that the state provides for us in sort of a report card set up to let us know how each of our schools is doing and how we how the district is doing as a whole. And last year, we saw growth in both English language arts and math. Um, one of the things we're still working on, um, and we plan to take care of it this year, is making sure that our science achievement matches our ELA and math growth, because it's sort of not just—it's not just language arts and it's not just math. It's—it's it's much bigger than that. So we are proud about our increase in ELA and math, and now really focused on science for this year.
0: We love that uh, that you're focused on science. And let's just talk about the types of science that you uh, are, are providing to the students. So, so the state
1: offers an assessment in grades 5, 8, and 11 um, that are uh, that the assessments are aligned to the next generation science standards, um, which is a little different than the way you and I learned science um, where we opened a book. And maybe we had an experiment every once in a while when we were in school, but most of it was textbook reading. Um, the, the next generation science standards are much more complex, and they expect students to think much more deeply and critically about the science. So we're trying to make sure that our students are having those experiences as early on as possible. So right now we're in the process of checking our curriculum, um, giving, providing our teachers additional uh, professional development, and really having some school-wide focus on science, at all different levels. We want science to be exciting, engaging. Uh, we want students to walk away thinking that they're they're scientists. That's, you know, the ultimate goal is you can think like a scientist.
0: So. Mm, that is a great thing, and I have always enjoyed biological science, but then there's engineering, there's how things work kind of science. Uh, so for me, I got an associate's degree in biology and uh Uh, Science and uh, that was one of the things that I kind of like grew up with in terms as as a little kid. I just my aunt was a nurse and she gave me all our nursing books, so I just kind of grew up with those those concepts. And of course, they had to be updated when I got to college and through well through high school and college. So anyway, that was uh, something that. you know, I really enjoyed very much. Uh, But uh, so we're looking at the whole range, right? The engineering, the uh, types of uh, science, that uh, biological science. Physical uh, science. science. Life
1: science. Yeah, like you you mentioned biological or life science. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's earth science. I mean, there's a variety of absolutely. We're looking across the board at all those things. Mm
0: -hmm. Those are just important. Of course, the earth science is something that I'm sure a lot of the students are interested in because of the global issues that we're faced with.
1: Yeah, which actually uh, takes me back to the comment you made about the HVAC systems in our schools, because one of the things we were faced with in September was really excessive heat in our, in our buildings because we're not climate controlled. The high school is almost all climate controlled. They're in the process of renovating. Um, And Barrow STEM Academy is climate controlled, but none of our other buildings are fully climate controlled. They might have certain rooms that are air conditioned, but we actually had to dismiss early because of that. So it's a very real thing that impacts our operations. So, you know, it's all connected.
0: It certainly is all connected. And the more people understand about, I always refer to science as a, a way of understanding about how things work, whether it's how the earth works, how our, our interaction with, you know, as a planet and the universe or as, uh, as humans interacting just with our own biology and understanding that and the environment that we're living in. These are the, all the kinds of things that, uh, that really help us understand where we are what we need to do
1: absolutely the critical thinking piece is really important
0: it certainly is yes and just moving on to uh uh, you have a, a district parent advisory group tell us a little bit about that and how lucky we are to have parents who are active and interacting with the school system
1: we're actually very lucky about that we started the district parent advisory group last year um, and we almost have representation from every school in the district. We're working on that. It's our focus this year, as well as making sure we get more uh, Spanish-speaking families involved in the, in the work. But this group is um, so committed that they were coming once a month to share feedback with me and members of my team and to help us solve problems and figure out where we wanted to um, sort of, you know, make changes or move our energy. And one of the things that they did that we're really proud of is they helped to plan the upcoming Parent uh, Community University that we're bringing back. It had
0: disappeared. Oh, that was great. I did go to some of those events, and I really enjoyed them and enjoyed talking to the parents and the teachers, and I love the Parent University. That so, was
1: great. So well, well, I'm going to invite you again oh, Saturday, you. October 21st. All right. It's at the uh, Senior Center in town, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. our parent advisor group actually helped to plan the sessions, and I, I believe some of them are even presenting sessions. So All right. really exciting work, and we're, we're really proud of that group and hope it will expand this year
0: well that is excellent and you know uh that that's one of the things that i was very proud of uh, several years ago when i uh, we were talking about how can uh, schools connect uh, better with uh with with your constituents and uh, students and parents and we have the liaisons uh, for each school going uh, to, to visit with parents uh, we have that great uh, capacity for that and I think at the at that point in time we might have been the only one and I suggested that that would be something that would be a good thing to do and some other of the some other districts actually followed suit but tell us how that's working.
1: Sure. So the family liaisons are members of our Family and Community Engagement Office. Robinson Camacho is the director of that department, and that department does amazing work. As you mentioned, the family liaisons are the connection between the community and the schools, and they go back and forth between the school and the home to try to support families and students. One of their big initiatives this year is... Working with us on the uh, reducing our chronic absenteeism, you know, improving our attendance. We can't get to any of our academic or social emotional goals if the students aren't in school. So the family liaisons are are working on that, amongst other things. They are really, you know, the the go between. Uh, they are all bilingual, so they can speak to the majority of our families, um, and they are all very much committed to Windham Public Schools. So we really appreciate that department and all of their work.
0: That's great. That that is a great thing, and I just want to add we also have the uh, uh, Bilingual Education Bill of Rights that we passed this last session. In, uh, in 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 uh, at the uh, legislative level and was signed into law by the governor. So that is another thing that is I think making sure that we understand that you know uh, having more than one language is actually a help for people's brain and also fits in nice with the fact that we are moving into an international or we've already moved into an international economy. So if you have more than one language, you're ap- you know, aptitude and chance for uh, getting employment once you finish high school or your post-secondary education uh, is going to be uh, increased.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, Wyndham has the, the dual language program, Compañeros. Actually, we're celebrating this year in the spring, the 30th anniversary of that program. So it's, that's amazing uh, all by itself. Um, we also have, uh, that's our two-way du- dual language program. We also have a one-way dual language program currently called Dos Rios. Um, And both of those programs, and just in general, our support of dual language across the district, um, feeds into our goals of increasing the CELA by literacy that our graduates would get, um, Mm -hmm. you know, at at commencement, um, recognizing that they're literate in both languages, which to me is an amazing thing, and I wish someone had pushed me to stick with the language and actually be able to communicate in more than one language. And I agree, if you read any of the research about your brain and what happens if you speak more than one language, they are clearly using more parts of the brain than anyone is unilingual. So um, it is. I really do wish that I had been pushed and that I had the ability to offer my children what our kids in Wyndham have the ability to accomplish in our dual language programs. Well, I'm with
0: you. I wish I'd been pushed as well. Yeah. And of course, you know, it, it, they, the other thing that I think is so important and that we've known in science for generation after generation after generation is that the best time to teach two languages is when you're uh, going right, first grade, kindergarten. Those are the best times uh, because the children are learning languages in those in those areas much more quickly than if you try and start them off in a second language when they're entering high school. So, and that's the way it was when I was back back in the day when I was in high school. It was all about oh now you can take a language. Sure. Whereas <laughs> I think we've progressed a little bit since then, but it's it's really something that you know it. it Sometimes people get stuck in certain thoughts and and uh, sure they need to be able to move forward when the science says hey this really works. I Absolutely. Gotta go and for it. it. <laughs> There's so
1: many benefits in terms of your ability to communicate, um, career-wise the things that mm-hmm, you have mm-hmm. opportunities if you know if you are bilingual, so mm. it really is something that Wyndham Public Schools is proud of.
0: I remember when I took Latin, you know, in high school and it was it was uh, like, oh, oh this is a sentence structure. It really made the sentence structure in English much more apparent. Uh, when you took sure. another language, because then they go through all the details of how the structures work and all that sort sure. of thing. And so I thought this is this is something that I think helps with English as well.
1: Absolutely. makes you think critically about
0: language. our language. Right? Yeah, Absolutely. instead of just something you picked up when you were a baby and mm-hmm. you move through it. Yeah, so that, that is really uh, very, very important. And I've been focused on... Um, uh, having a system uh, in statewide, really, I, when I first started at the Capitol, working on creating uh, a way to make sure that uh, people with more than one language or people that come into our country with a different language actually get the kind of uh, analysis and support that they need to be able to do English and the language that they, that they also speak. So these are things that really are quite helpful uh, for everybody. And uh, you know, helpful with uh, testing, which is something they have seemed to have figured out in Europe, and I'm, I think we're still we're still doing monolingual tests here in this country.
1: It is one of the things that my team <laughs> and I struggle with because we have noticed that our students in the dual language program outperform our unilingual students, but not right away. It takes them a few years because they're acquiring more than one language, or you know, uh, at, at least mastering more than one language, mm-hmm. and. Um, it, we say all the time that it, it really is only looking at one part of who we are as a district. So you're
0: right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, a, and I've talked to uh, UConn about it as well. So I've been I've been working. I've yeah. talked to people in Europe uh, as well uh, to see what they do. And I found, at least in Germany when I was there uh, a few years back, uh, that they start off with, of course, German and the nursery and, and kindergarten. And uh, then they go into Latin. Interesting. And then Already they go into yeah, <laughs> or, or law school, or law school, one or the other, right? <laughs> and then they go into and uh, usually English. Okay. And then they do a surrounding country uh, language and that. And so when we was, talked to the mayor of Bad Soden, uh, he was uh, his English was great and he understood so many things and knew so much about the culture here, but also was uh, wondering, you know, how we were doing and and. Uh, what we were doing. So that was an interesting thing. And I've also talked to a colleague of ours at the capital who's from France, and his mother was teaching multiple languages in French uh, over in France. Yeah. Uh, so that you know, it's just interesting to see how other places handle this. Now, I understand like historically we're in a situation where we had lots and lots of immigration, and in order to have everybody uh, be part of one country, we need to make sure they, they knew English, and you have to be able to do the English. But, uh, and I think that that's where we got so fixated on making sure we knew English. Uh, but I think that we also need to understand that now we're international.
1: Yeah, it's bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, yes. So, tell us a little bit more about um, uh, the equity minded uh, professional development opportunities uh, for the Human Rights Project.
1: Sure, so um, right now we have a group of district uh, staff members from a variety of positions who are taking part in Courageous Conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an equity-minded training about race and Mm -hmm. and the inequities that exist because of race. Um, And that group, after they finish the training, um, we just had a session on October sixth, actually, will develop or help to develop the district's equity plan. and continue the work across across the district in terms of equity this past summer um, a a few of our teachers from the high school middle school and barrows went to the human rights project which is sponsored by uconn um, to learn about ways that we can incorporate lessons and an understanding about human rights in our curriculum. So we're, we're trying to live our sixth priority, which is diversity as a strength mm. um, and, and sort of make sure that we have um, everything we need to know about making sure that we live diversity as a strength in everything we do.
0: You know, and that, that, that is just just—it's kind of like uh, what we were just talking about with respect to language, yeah. because the more that you understand all the aspects around you, and uh, the more you're going to ha- understand uh, what's coming up and how to analyze a situation, and uh, understand your government, understand science and uh, you know, what what you wanna do as a person and how you wanna function in this in this economy. So it's really, really important to have that understanding. Okay. And and you you've done a great job with the budget. Tell us a little bit about how you're analyzing the budget <laughs> and, and doing that sort of thing. So Okay.
1: So so we are um we are watching the ESSER funds sort of sunset. This is our last year with the ESSER funds, which is that extra surge of money build back better. Um, We have tried to be really strategic about investing that money uh, in things that the community will be able to enjoy for many years to come. For example, the Wyndham High School artificial turf Mm. was funded by, through the ESSER funds. Um, We are trying to figure out how to make that jump um, from having this extra support in our budget to going back to living, uh, you know, under maybe more lean time, so to speak. So, we're in the process of making sure that decisions we make moving forward are not going to negatively impact the district. At the same time, as a result of COVID, we have a lot more need in the district in terms of some of our mental health um, needs of our students, some academic needs still trying to catch up or help them move forward. So, we're trying to balance student needs with budgetary needs and the fact that some of this extra money that has really helped us, uh, like another example of an investment we made using the ESSER funds, it's a little less tangible, um, was that we offered an expanded summer school for the last three years. Mm -hmm. Um, We offered a K-8 summer school that was project-based with all sorts of field trips and experiential things the kids could take part in to sort of bring that curriculum to life and help them master skills at their grade level. Um, But that None of that had originally been budgeted because it just was a—it's about a million, a little more than a million dollars, undertaking to have as large of a summer school as we offered. So we're trying to figure out when that ESSER money disappears. Where are we, and what can we still offer our, our our kiddos to make sure that they get what they need, and the community is feeling supported as well. So
0: that's a great point, and I think that that's something that uh, have you talked to other school districts that have similar ideas.
1: We have we talk as a, the regional superintendents talk a great deal about you know what we might be able to do and how do we move forward. Um, Wyndham was very lucky to receive the funds that it received, um, so we have really tried, like I said, to be as strategic as possible. Um, I, the board of education and the board of finance now have a really nice relationship in terms of our finances and our budgetary needs. So I hope that that relationship continues because students win when people can have conversations about what really needs to happen in schools to, you know, to help them move forward. So I feel good about our budget in that we have these strong relationships and people. Everyone seems to be on the same page with being student-centered and understanding that our kids deserve whatever it is that they need to make, you know, their school day um, and and their education, you know, come alive.
0: Well, that's a stronger together, working together, and that's one of the things that I've been thrilled about for the last few years is that everybody in town seems to be working together, whether it's the education uh, board with the board of finance or the council with the board of finance. Everybody's working. Everybody's uh, sharing information and getting uh, the information there and understanding exactly what we need to do to work together to get it done. And that is one of the things that really, uh, you know, I think is is very, very important. And speaking of that aspect, I mean, one of the things that I've been working on at the Capitol and we've tried to change a lot has to do with mental health and student mental health and, of course, uh, post-COVID. Uh, we're still dealing with the after effects because we've all lost uh, family relationships for a period of time. We've lost a lot of things that uh, we wouldn't have lost if it hadn't been for COVID. And that's had a num- an impact on our students and our educational system and their behavioral health uh, needs.
1: Absolutely. And we, we've seen it in the schools. We see some pretty significant needs. Uh, mental health, behavioral needs, um, but we, lucky for us, we have a fairly strong uh, group of staff members, mental health specialists. Our social workers do amazing work, um, and we have been working with interns from Eastern and, and UConn uh, in our buildings to help support social skills groups and responding to what our students need, but you're, you're absolutely correct in that it definitely, the COVID definitely set us back a few more years than just, you know, the actual pandemic.
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely well we're going to go for a break right now but we're going to be right back with our very special guest today tracy youngberg and she is the superintendent of schools for wind public schools and we're going to be back talking about all the things that have been going on there and all the great improvements that have been going on uh, in the wind public school system so we will be right back after these messages all right okay so how many more minutes we got about 20. 20. 20. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so we go into the um, – and we're still being recorded for cable access, just so you know. Okay. So, but, you know, we can just plan the rest. Now, what else should we do here? I was thinking uh, anything else here. I could
1: okay. talk about um, – oh, on the and accomplishments? Yeah. You yeah. said you wanted to bring up Barrows.
0: Oh, yes, please, yeah. So okay. we'll start off with Barrows and then go off. We
1: could talk about some of the things that are happening, like – Right now, the schools are in the process of Hispanic heritage celebrations. I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, so, can do a little plug for that. Do, do you want to get into the elementary consolidation? or? Yeah,
0: uh, well, I was thinking Wyndham High. You accepted oh, 55 oh, yeah. college and university apprenticeships. Uh, yeah. So you did talk generally about that, but it might be good to, you know, and then you know, as we as we sure. articulated in the beginning, we do have a, a priority of student-based learning, staff learning capacity priorities. We could partners. talk about the high
1: school all day long. Uh huh. Lots going on there.
0: <laughs> sure, and I think that's a very important thing. But you know, and then you got the you got the different changes that might be going on at Sweeney Wyndham Center and um, yeah. uh, Wyndham with W E C C. What is that? WECC is our early childhood program. Oh, okay, yeah, that's important. We could start there because early childhood is something that is uh, the way you start them off, and uh, that's uh, yeah. We have a fairly
1: robust that. program.
0: Yeah, so we'll do that, and that should bring us through. Uh, if that works. Does sure. That work? yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, because I think that you know, emphasizing the things that we need to emphasize. And the progress. So, Barrows is the big deal, though, I mean, in terms of the. Uh, the
1: in, the uh, International Technology and Engineering, mm-hmm. the ITEEA. And Award. also,
0: and connect that with what's going at the high school for the post secondary stuff, too. Because you've got the post secondary thing and how the kids from Barrows might probably go to the high school and then. They actually don't all that often. They don't. We're working on that. Where do they go? They don't go
1: to Wyndham High School. It's another. We don't want to mention that on the air.
0: <laughs> well, we're mentioning it now because yeah. we're recorded. But um, you know, it goes. Yeah, to we're we're access. actually
1: working on that relationship between because remember that Barrows is made up of uh, twenty five twenty
0: five yeah, now twenty five oh. communities oh, okay. <laughs> outside of Wyndham. So yeah, ten seconds. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Three, two, one. Welcome back, everyone. This is Susan Johnson. I'm here with our very special guest this evening, Tracy Youngberg, the Superintendent of Wyndham Public Schools. And there have been so many great things that have been happening. I do I can't help but mention the Barrows Academy and the recognition that Barrows got. Uh, for being a great magnet school here in town run by our Wyndham Board of Education and how they ranked uh, very, very highly nationally. And you could tell me exactly how well they ranked. So,
1: (laughs) well, I don't actually know the exact numbers. They are on – gosh it's been, it's news, uh, it was
0: business week right
1: uh, nope it's the uh, gosh i'm blanking on that was that was not last year's recognition that was the year before oh so i'll have to get you the name right, exactly <laughs> this past year they earned the international technology and engineering educators association excellence in stem Education Award, so that's a mouthful, but we're really proud of of the students and staff at Barrows.
0: They should be, and uh, that's a wonderful, wonderful uh, school, and it does uh, great work, and I just want to say, it starts kindergarten through eighth grade?
1: That's correct, kindergarten through eighth grade, and they have an integrated curriculum. Um, STEM is obviously their focus of science, technology, engineering, and math, Um, and they're able to do a lot of really exciting things at Barrows because they have the integrated curriculum. and we're really proud of the work they're doing over there. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's a it's a great place to be. Beautiful facility, uh, focused on academics um, and K to eight.
0: Mm -hmm. And, of course, that's something that we need nationwide uh, for uh, jobs, and uh, we need to make sure that the STEM education is uh, provided to our students because, you know, we're looking at expansion of these types of jobs through manufacturing, through all kinds of science and technology uh, types of jobs, and it's going to get more and more and more necessary to have uh, people educated in these areas that they weren't, these things weren't going on when I was in high school I just have to say Uh, I didn't have science you had science but not technology I mean we didn't even have a cell phone then
1: (laughs) sure (laughs) that's true yes so Wyndham High School has actually identified three pathways and one of them is the business engineering and science I'm sorry business engineering and technology pathway which encompasses our manufacturing Program and all coursework associated with that field that you're that you're talking about, and we're really proud of the offerings that Wyndham High School now has. In fact, we're going to be pushing out a state of the schools document soon to the community, and one of the pages in that document lists all of the coursework in our three pathways. Because in addition to business, engineering, and technology, we also have a health sciences pathway, preparing those kids that want to get into the health field and we have a human services law and public safety pathway and so there's coursework available to our students in all three pathways in preparation for whatever they choose to do college career and life like success in college career and life is what we're talking about I actually really believe firmly from a personal standpoint that it's about teaching marketable skills whether those skills be the social emotional skills of getting along with other humans or whether they be the academic skills needed to to accomplish a job, it's marketable skills, you get them what they need and then let them make their dreams come true, let them choose their whatever it is that they hope to accomplish after high school.
0: You know, one of the things you just mentioned that you know triggered a, another idea and uh, one thing that happens in schools and we obviously have a great school for uh, sports and one of the things that happens with sports is you learn how to be a team player, and that's something that even if you don't go on to college playing sports or you you don't become professional uh, football, basketball, baseball player, you're gonna actually gonna understand how to work together with people as a team, and that team effort is really so important when you get out in the uh, world of employment. Tell us a little bit about the great stuff that's going on with sports at Wyndham. Hi.
1: So again, Wyndham High School has a long history of, um, of athletic excellence and we continue to do that. Last year was another stellar year.
0: Congratulations we had, everyone.
1: That's right. We had <laughs> um, students, we had, let's see, we had eight student athletes who earned all state honors last year, 33 who earned first team all conference honors, We had some coaches of the year. Um, We just had another really amazing athletic year. Um, Another thing I want to mention, because we're incredibly proud of our athletic programs, and we think it really is one of those things that makes kids want to come to school, and at the same time teaches those life skills that you were just talking about, about how to get along, the art of compromise, um, understanding that you're one piece in a larger puzzle. All really amazing lessons that I myself even learned. I know, if Dennis, if you're listening, I know you know this.
0: Well, we want to actually <laughs> praise you for your great work as uh, someone who was uh, exemplary uh, softball player. Oh. Thank, well, you. thank you. <laughs> it was a long time ago, but, but I appreciate. did think it taught me lessons. I, I think it's so important. I think it's important for both males and females to get in those teams and, and learn how to play the game, whatever it is you want to play, and just get that team spirit together because it really works well later on in life.
1: Absolutely. And, and and along those same lines, another thing that we are trying to really improve upon at Wyndham High School is our music department because the same way team sports teaches you lessons, so does In many cases, an orchestra or a band or some, you know, ensemble. It's the same kind of idea. So we're trying to also make sure that our music department has what it needs to to teach our kids the same kinds of of lessons.
0: So important. I think also if you're working together in theater, that's another. And it's so funny that you asked that
1: or that you mentioned that. Because when we took the tour on Saturday, October 6th with the Board of Education members, one of them asked us. Is there a theater program? And there isn't a formal theater program, but now that we have this beautiful stage and auditorium, it's like, hmm, this must be the next step. We have to consider what can we offer now in this new space because there really is a a wonderful opportunity. You've got to come and see the high school. I definitely will. And
0: I just want to mention also that uh, Representative Curry, who is the chairman of the education committee that I sit on, has offered to come and bring, uh, come out and uh, do a tour. I told him how uh, receptive you uh, were and how... Receptive the board of ed is to having us do that tour, so all we're going to do is set up that date so the tour can begin.
1: We've actually picked the date and and a backup date in case okay. the first one we picked doesn't work. December thirteenth tw- uh, is the first date. Okay, you're going to be getting an email about all it right. as well. Very good. Um, and then December eighth is our backup, is our second choice. But the thirteenth of December, we hope to have him in. Um, and we are planning to take him to Wyndham High School, for one thing. Oh, yes. We also are going to show him the Wyndham Early Childhood Center, which is Perfect. on the Wyndham High School campus. And in the summer of 2024, potentially a little sooner, maybe, I've at least asked, is it possible? Uh, they are relocating to their new space uh, in, on the high school campus. And it'll be the entire program will be in this new, beautiful space um, again with an emphasis on it's very much about the students. So the space, again, we'll take you for a tour, really speaks to the investment in the in the students of Wyndham. And, of course, that's where it all starts in early childhood, right, really laying the foundation for what they need to be successful in elementary school, middle school, and high school. So we're really excited about the early childhood program having its own home soon as well.
0: I'm very excited about that because I, we all know that the more interaction the little ones get, Uh, the better the brain development the better the language skills all those kinds of things Uh, socialization little ones get socialized uh, more easily when they're in groups as little ones uh, going to the preschool and then uh, you know uh, the kindergarten Uh, so these are all things that little ones uh, really can gain a lot uh, from attending these areas and you know, it's it's just such an important thing that they have a absolutely. good spot and be in a place they really like. Uh, that's that's, a, that's absolutely huge. very very safe, good.
1: secure, and beautiful. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. I love it. That's great. So yeah, so um, so that I didn't I didn't want to talk about about school without mentioning sports because it is a very very important aspect, and uh, I know that the town also does great work with Little League and midget football. I mean, we're very focused on sports, and we have wonderful parents who volunteer in Little League and and Midget Football, and the Wyndham Youth Organization is another area where we have students uh, who are playing sports through the the year. And it's just, uh, and then to have that, uh, actually those types of uh, activities complement what we're doing in the school system is just, uh, it's a great way to just get everybody uh, together. And they have their friends that can play with them in both the Little League or the midget football and also at the high school or in the junior high, too. You have some sports. Uh,
1: yes, we have uh, the middle school. Barrows and Wyndham Middle School both have a sports program that we're uh-huh. excited about and proud of. I couldn't agree more on that. Athletics being sort of a way to bring the community together. I've actually been to several games where you watch it happen. It's kind of exciting to mm-hmm, be in the stands mm-hmm, or off the, to the side watching how excited people are about about our students and our teams. Um, it is a way to bring everyone together, which is one of the reasons why when, you got, when I got the feedback about using the ESSER mm-hmm. funds, the artificial turf field to me made perfect sense. Not only is it a community builder, it also opens up potential opportunities for our students to get scholarships for their athletic work, mm-hmm. right? So it's you know, being able to play on on a field that is state-of-the-art um, is a different experience than not. So um, I, I completely agree on the athletic side. Another place where I really saw some exciting things happen in terms of parent engagement and community engagement was last March, The district put on its first, we hope its first annual, its first District Arts Expo, where we showcased our students' talents in music um, and our students' talents in art. Uh, And the, the amount of parents and community members that came out to celebrate our kids around the District Arts Expo was really touching. We'll have another one this coming spring. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. But, again, it's it's all about, like, bringing the community together to understand it's really about these kids. It's all about these kids.
0: That's so, right. It's, yeah. That is such a great thing. And just moving on to some other great things that are that happen at the school, and that is I've had students approach me when they finished uh, Wyndham High and say, Hey, Rep. Johnson, you know what? I was able to get a year's uh, worth of credits well, I was going to school at Wyndham, High, Wyndham uh, High School, and I just wanted to talk about the college uh, program uh, where you can get college credit while you attend to Wyndham High.
1: Absolutely. We have the early college uh, offerings as well as the AP offerings, so um, we have partnerships with UConn and Eastern and a partnership with QVCC. There are many um, opportunities for our students to earn college credit before they leave high school. Uh, and it is a money saver and a time saver depending on what they're planning on doing. So yes. there's there's absolutely um, a large list of um, a large list of offerings for our students. Mm-hmm.
0: The AP is.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, Advanced Placement.
0: Thank you. <laughs> sorry about that. Those,
1: yeah, those are the courses. I, I forget sometimes that we speak in everything in education is an acronym for something. Oh,
0: everything else that we do in government is always an acronym. Yeah,
1: so, and only the people <laughs> in it actually know what they mean. So Advanced Placement would be an opportunity for students to have a college course while they're in high school, and the curriculum actually comes directly from the college. Um, it's an advanced placement. So in high school, they're taking the next level of work, um, you know, mm-hmm. so, yes, sorry about that.
0: No, no, that's, that's fine. I just wanted to make sure everybody understood sure. the great things that were going on. And just to be able to go and do advanced placement in high, in high school is a great chance yep. for students to take care of the, some of the costs. And I have to also remind everybody that we do have a free community college now. So this is something that, you know, if you get some of the credits done at the high school, you can go right over to the community college and, and also get a you know, free community college there. So it really will make it so more students can go to uh, junior and, and, and senior years in college and just have to pay for those as right. opposed to having to pay for all four years, which really can put a big dent in uh, someone's budget. That's correct the with years. the tuition.
1: yes. Th- that I, I have a son in pharmacy school, so I know the tuition is is a no joke it's a lot of money right now so if you can save that and get it taken care of locally or in high school by all means yeah, get
0: as many credits as you can while you're in high school or get as many credits as you can in community college and then you can just move on and, and cut in half the yep. cost of college by doing that, and I just uh, ran into somebody who said that they they taken loans to the tune of about thirty grand about 15, 20 years ago, and uh, but the interest rate was brought their cost up to ninety grand. Wow! So I said that's yeah. really bad, and the system for student loan financing really must change. Some of that's federal, and it must change federally. But and I also want to mention too that. While we're thinking about the student loans and a lot of the rhetoric we've heard, uh, one of the things to keep in mind is that the student loan is the only loan that can't be discharged in, in bankruptcy. It's the only loan. Uh, you can take any other kind of loan, but if you take a student loan out, you can't discharge it in, in bankruptcy. And uh, that is kind of like putting some of our students, especially ones that uh, maybe may go into jobs that don't pay that much, it puts them into kind of a, a, a new... The <laughs> New type of debtor's prison, so it uh, really uh, puts the limitations, and you find people who finished college uh, several years ago still paying off, and they're on the verge of retirement. And, uh, sure. So that is like not not a good way to run a country. Absolutely. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but we digress. Uh, or I did. <laughs> and we want to just move on to some of the other great accomplishments that are going on here. So I can just let
1: you know that right now, um, because September 15th or October 15th is Hispanic Heritage Month, so all of our schools are doing amazing little activities to celebrate our Hispanic students uh, and families and the community in general. So um, as a matter of fact, there's one going on right now, I think 5.30 it started at North Windham School. Uh, There was one earlier today at Nachog School. Um, All of our schools had something that they focused on um, this path this past month to celebrate Hispanic heritage. So we're really proud of that work. Again, diversity
0: is a strength. It certainly is. And uh, one of the things that we did at the Capitol is we uh, worked on very, very hard to make sure that uh, the school curriculums all throughout the state Uh, whether they're requiring them or at some point will require them in the future once they're more established, uh, take into consideration uh, Hispanic heritage, take into consideration African American history, uh, take into consideration all the different groups that we have here in this country so that people understand exactly where they are and what it means and what they did uh, to come to this country and work here. And uh, some came willingly and others came in Unwillingly. So it's really important to understand how these things work Absolutely. and the impact it's had on people socially and economically. So the diversity is, uh, understanding is very, very, very important
1: agreed and we're we're working to make sure our students have those experiences and our staff members are prepared to make sure our students have those experiences mm-hmm. because it is something that's really important to us um, basically it's building the foundations of being a good human right right being, accepting and where you understanding
0: are. right it's one of the things that I've often said about our Wyndham textile history Museum mm-hmm. because uh, we have a great a diverse community here in Wyndham Mm-hmm. And part of the reason we have such diversity here has to do with the fact that we had the mills. Sure. And the mills brought in the French from Canada. They brought in uh, all different groups from di- uh, Italians. They brought in all different groups from all over the world and uh, ending up with uh, bringing in uh, people from the territory of the United States from Puerto Rico. Sure. And uh, so that is what they did all for years and years and uh, it's just one of the things that makes uh, people understand. The community that they're in right here. How did sure. this all happen? How did we get to be such a diverse place?
1: Right, and they all came from different places for the yes. same thing, an opportunity to find a good job, to take care of themselves and their families. Everybody wants the same
0: thing. Yes, they do. Right. Everybody wants to do that yeah. work yeah. and pay pay the bills and get the place to live. And That's right. And take care of the little ones and uh and uh, have a nice family and and have that kind of connection with everybody. So that's a really great thing. So let's just quickly go through some of the other things uh, with some of the schools that you've got here. Uh, listed, and I just wanted to say that you've got Sweeney. uh, You're meeting targets for English language. Is it ELA growth, English language and math growth?
1: Yes, uh, Sweeney School did a wonderful job in their ELA growth and math performance. Um, Mm -hmm. They also uh, had an amazingly high physical fitness pass rate, and we're going to replicate that and do even better this year. Um, So yeah, Sweeney did a great job. Actually, all of our schools last year did a really good job um, in in trying to um, improve their accountability index, their school performance index, which again is the state's report card for for our schools in the district. Um, And they are really working on our six priorities, um, trying to make sure that we're focused on student learning, that we're focused on developing staff capacity, that we continue to um, partner with the community around, you know, in in support of our students, that we're working on our... classrooms in in terms of the classroom environment, the learning environment, and that we're always celebrating diversity as a strength.
0: That's wonderful. That's very, very good. And the same goes for the Wyndham Center School. And you've got an annual talent show with family holiday celebrations, increased uh, physical fitness pass rates, and weekly assemblies.
1: Yes, Wyndham Center School has a a very uh, much student-centered focus this past year and did a number of little talent shows, which was great for our kids to be celebrated that way. They also did a great job on their physical fitness scores, Um, And they also had a Hispanic heritage celebration, I believe it was yesterday.
0: Wow. Very, very good. I think that that, that's huge fun. And then the uh, WECC is the...
1: So Wyndham Early Childhood Center has been trying um, to incorporate some of the kindergarten experiences, um, you know, pre-K appropriate, but kindergarten experiences early on, so our students are better prepared when they get to kindergarten. Um, So that's one of the things that they're working on, and they also um, are back to having their full family picnics and family gatherings for a while with covid that had t- stopped so we're back to that and we're proud of the work they're doing with our with our littles as i call them.
0: Oh the littles our are littles. great and they you know they they really benefited from all those get get togethers back in the day before covid. Yes. And of course the ones that didn't get a chance to do that you know i don't know uh, how they can make it up because it's hard to make up when you're that little uh, to you know when you get up in first and second grade but yeah. so i would imagine that Maybe some of the work that you did by having the school availability through the summer might have been somewhat of a help for that. And we
1: did actually offer the extent the expanded summer school to our incoming kindergartners, so on purpose, mm-hmm, to try mm-hmm. to give them a, a few more experiences before they started off the kindergarten year.
0: Mm-hmm. Very, very important. And, I, I, you know, one of the other things that I've been very uh, glad to see is the cooperation between the Wyndham Public Schools and the police department. And uh, very, very pleased uh, for the, that, the program that we have. And uh, I've coordinated, actually, with your, your team at the, uh, at the high school so that they can get some college credit for working with the police.
1: And- Absolutely. We're actually really happy about our relationship with the Willimantic Police Department and the state police, but most especially the Willimantic Police Department. I think because they're local, um, they have been so responsive to us and so available to our students. We have a school resource officer. Uh, Officer Rosado, who we absolutely adore, um, and we are regularly working with them on safety and security. They've even provided some professional development to our staff members. They've just truly been partners. Um, I and they run that youth leadership in the summertime the with Pride. our students. Yeah. Yes, through the Pride Coalition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's just been um, really powerful to watch uh, the community interact with our kids and our kids interact with the community.
0: It's such a great educational opportunity. PRIDE is the prevention of, you know, uh, drug abuse. And so that's uh, primarily what the PRIDE acronym stands for. It's working to stop drug abuse and making students understand at that young age when they could be vulnerable uh, that this 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 could be a problem for you. So, hey, we're down to our last few minutes, um, last minute actually. (laughs) And I just want to thank you, Superintendent word for being here and just a last couple of words if you have a.
1: so thank you for having me just uh, this year our theme for the district is living our story so we're really trying hard to connect with the community with our students um you know, just in general, to be uh, more authentic and more connected in response to what they need. So, thank you for having me and give me an opportunity to brag about the district.
0: All right. Well, I love the work you're doing, and I know so many people in the district do love the work you're doing as well. Thank you so much for being on. Let's talk about it. Stay tuned for a great show next week.